The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hello and welcome to Who Knew and Review, a podcast from the Galactic Network. Now, I'm sure you've seen the news. It's officially the end of an era. Peter Capaldi is hanging up his TARDIS key at the end of Doctor Who's next series. Capaldi made the sad announcement on the Joe Wiley Show, which is a BBC Radio 2 production, the other week. He said he'll be leaving the BBC One sci-fi institution after the 10th series, which begins Saturday, April the 15th. Well, it does if you're in the UK. I don't know about you guys in the USA. One of the greatest privileges of being Doctor Who is to see the world at its best, Capaldi told fans live on the radio. So what are your views on this? Personally, I think Capaldi has been the most fantastic Doctor since the show started. He was able to channel previous Doctors and add his own dark gravitas to the show. Possibly let down by poor writing. So to recap... Peter Capaldi's last episode will be Christmas Day 2017. Let's hope he gets a good ending. So, with Peter leaving, who wants the job? Do you want the job? Or rather, who does the media think is in the frame for the job? Well, Digital Spy have listed 15 that they think would be good. And they've all got betting shop odds. Now over the next few weeks, I'm going to pick up from some of the list and give you my thoughts on them. Uh, If I see any other suggestions of who could fill those shoes, I'll let you know. So anyway, here's a few from that list. Uh, Ben Whitshaw at five to one. He's got the geeky looks, the geeky reputation and comes across as eccentric and steely strong. Why he can't be the Doctor according to me? Well, because he's Q. You can't be Q and the Doctor. Rory Kinnear at six to one. Now he's a great actor with naturally sad, intense and old eyes. So why can't he be the Doctor? Well, I'll tell you why he can't be the Doctor. He's never watched Doctor Who. And I, uh, I don't think some of the fan base would really go for a um, an actor who's thinning on top. At 8 to 1 we have a Rupert Grint. Well, at least Rupert's known and he is, well, Ginger. So why can't he be the Doctor? Well, he can't be the Doctor because he simply looks too young and despite his huge female fan base I really can't see him swapping a wand for a sonic device anytime soon. More of this frivolity next week, but do let me know who you would love to see. You can email me tardis at gncasts.com or if you so wish you could tweet me at WNAR underscore podcast. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. 
We have so much to offer. Maybe it's horror or adventure gaming. Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. And have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? Or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. Okay, so now you've uh, heard those names, you might have noticed they are all boys. So what about the girls? Well, Billy Piper has been very vocal on the subject. Not only is she the... uh, uh, she's not only the former Doctor Who star to speak out, because, of course, the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, has been giving his thoughts on why Capaldi might have chosen to leave. And just in case you thought Peter didn't have an opinion, well, click on the links I've provided in the show notes and find out. If you're keeping a score, well, a third major Doctor Who star is now calling on the BBC to give us the first female Doctor following Peter Capaldi's departure. Even though Peter only announced a few days ago that he'll be stepping down as a Doctor this year, there's already been endless speculation about who should replace him as the Denzian of the TARDIS. The latest recommendation comes from someone who knows about time and space. It's the eighth Doctor himself, Paul McGann. And Paul, in his usual tongue-in-cheek style, has seemingly thrown the support behind the idea of a female Doctor by recommending that Tilda Swinton should take up the wall. Uh, roll, rather. Take up the wall? What are you on about, Johnston? Well, I'll tell you why. It's all a bit... It's all a bit much, isn't it, when they go to select a new actor to be uh, the Doctor. Now, I don't know where I quite stand on this. Um, we've even had... Um, writers, stars of the show, people well known, all getting in to suggest who it should be and why it should be them. Now for me it's very simple. The Doctor should be English. Sorry America. They should be played by an actor, a male actor. Sorry internet. And that actor should be between the years of 30 to 40 years old. They should have obvious weirdness about them whether it be uneven eyebrows bushy eyebrows maybe they have a cavalier moustache although i can't see the doctor with facial hair really so all this talk of it should be a girl i'm sorry i don't buy into and i really hope that doesn't infuriate too many of you it's just that i think i just think the doctor should always be a male englishman Unfortunately, I'm too old, so (laughs) never mind. Better look next regeneration, eh? So with all this talk about leaving, it's easy for actual news to disappear. So lucky for us, we have Mark Gatiss pointing pointing us to his feeds. One of Doctor Who's most enduring monsters will return to face Peter Capaldi's Time Lord in the next series. The Ice Warriors 
first introduced in the show in 1967, will reappear in a new episode written by Mark Gatiss. Gatiss previously reintroduced the Martian villains in the 2013 episode Cold War, their first outing in modern Doctor Who. His new adventure, to air 10th in the series, will be set on the Ice Warriors' home planet. For those that don't know, that's Mars. And it's a sort of Jules Verne, Edgar Rice Burroughs story of daring do. Yeah, absolutely amazing, eh? That's what I thought too. Now, as I've said, Mark and Mark, your diary, 15th of April. I suspect BBC America will put it on the same time. Hey, that's only fair. I mean, you guys pay for half of it, right? You do know that, right? Hauntings, sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the New World Order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts, and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to gncasts.com slash weird to listen, find out more, and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, unexplained, or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary. Also, Matt's continuing search for turkey recipes. It's all on Weird World Weekly, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so that's the bulk of the stories, but there's just a matter of one more thing to do. It's time for the A to Z. Oh, the A to Z. I'm currently enjoying going through all of these. So, who do we have on the A to Z this week? Well, we have Mr. Magpie. Not really a villain. As such, more a collaborator. He's from the episode The Idiot's Lantern, and his planet of origin is Earth. As for his technology that he employs, well, that's television. The drug of the nation, I believe. Hmm. Mr. Magpie was the secondary antagonist of the Doctor Who episode The Idiot's Lantern. He was an electronic store merchant and the unwilling accomplice of The Wire. In 1953, in the days leading up to the coronation of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Magpie was visited by The Wire, who had just arrived in energy form in that time period. The Wire lashed out at Magpie with energy, stealing his face, but then giving it back to him. Magpie then begins selling televisions cheaply to everyone in the area to watch the coronation seemingly because it was his patriotic duty. But in reality, he's doing the wire's bidding. As the wire plans to use the televisions to feed off the human's energy and regain its corporeal form, and in exchange for Magpie's help, it would allow him to keep his face. How nice. However, Rose Tyler gets suspicious when she sees red lightning coming from the back of the television in Eddie Connolly's home. She tracks Magpie down and begins to ask him why he's giving away the television so cheaply. When Magpie tries to shoo Rose away, he finally cracks under all of the pressure and confesses. This prompts the wire to steal Rose's face and leave her 
abandoned in the street, which rather enrages the doctor. You wouldn't really want to enrage that fellow, would you? Anyway, that is all for this week. Hopefully next week it won't all be about Peter, or maybe it will all be about Peter, but it will all be about Peter in series 10 rather than Peter in the horizon. Goodbye for now. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.